Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Colossians chapter 3. We've been talking about values for the past uh, four weeks, and today is our fourth value. We're talking about excellence. Excellence is the culture of our house. And uh, I believe it's who we are. I believe it's who God has called us to be. And I believe that when we leave out of here today, we're going to leave with an excellent spirit in us. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 12. I'm reading out of the ESV. You can follow along. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has what? So you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Verse 17 says, And whatever you do, in work or deed, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, say amen. I'm just kidding. You said it too loud. As if fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. Come on, wives, say amen. Hey, and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service, as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Verse 23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. How good is that passage right there? Come on. Excellence is the culture of our house. In a moment when we pray, you take a seat. I want you to take some notes and I want you to write that down. Excellence is our fourth value. And uh, we're almost done with the series. Next week, we're going to wrap up five core values. Next week is the fifth one. And then we get ready for Easter Sunday. And after Easter Sunday, we're going to kick off a brand new series we're excited about. Uh, If you want to find out more about it, uh, keep coming. Tune in. Same station, same channel, same time. It's going to be amazing. But uh, today, I'm excited about this because I believe God has called us to be people of excellence. In everything that we do, we're going to be people of excellence. God honoring people. Amen. Anybody believe that? Come on, let's ask God to bless this time. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this time, this space. We thank you for this sanctuary where we can come and honor you, worship you, give you all the honor, all the glory. God, you are so good. Your mercies are made new each and every single day. Thank you that today we can stand in your grace. Thank you for your love, your forgiveness, your strength, God. I pray that if anybody is not well in their body, if anybody's sick in this place, God, that you begin to heal them right now in Jesus' mighty name. You are the healer. You are the deliverer. You are the one that gives salvation, God. Lift up every head. Open up every eye that we may place our eyes on you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you, God, that you you gave us excellency in Jesus, God. You gave us your absolute best, God. We thank you. We love you. We pray that you continue to bless this city, continue to bless this community. We pray for Easter weekend from Good Friday, Saturday, Sunday, God. We pray that we will reap the biggest harvest we've ever seen as a community, as a church. We pray for family members right now that we're thinking about inviting friends and co-workers, God. We believe that many will eyes will be open and people will see that you are 
the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, all God's people say. Come on, all God's people say. Come on, why don't you high five at least 10 people around you as you make your way to your seat. Tell them to smile. And you can take a seat. By the way, it was Lauren Johnna's birthday this, uh, you know, I think it was yesterday. Happy birthday. And uh, she's awesome. One of the most powerful voices you will ever hear. And I believe God's about to take her voice global around the world. And we thank God for your life and wish you the absolute best and pray the best. And uh, are, you, are, you, are you single looking? Yeah. Woman of God, worshiper, any fellas out there just saying, Lauren Yanez at Calvary Connect. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Lauren, we love you. Anyone here have dogs? Anyone here is a, a pet owner? Dogs, dogs, cats don't count. Nobody likes cats, but dogs, dogs. We have, we have, we have a dog. We have a dog that we've had about 10 years. Diana's owned it about 10 years. And uh, as many, 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 maybe many of you know, Dana was missing for a week. This past week, she went to Columbia. Not that she went missing. She actually, she, <laughs> she, her, Navil, and Amor actually went to Columbia. Amor was um, invited to go uh, share her testimony in Columbia, which was incredible. And Amor, we love Amor. We thank God for her life. And so Navil and Anna went with her, uh, spent some time in this church, helping out this church. It was incredible what God did. But my wife was gone, so it was a, to me to uh, take care of our dog. I had dog duties, as many of you know, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not that great with dog duties, especially when it comes to feeding the dog. It's a small little dog, but Diana, before she left, she gave me specific instructions. I mean, she was detailed. She's like, babe, don't forget to feed the dog. And I'm, first of all, I'm like, who am I to forget? Are you serious? I'm not going to forget to feed the dog. I almost forgot three days, but don't forget to feed the dog. On top of that, she said, don't just give her the dry food. How many know there's the dry food, like the little, it looks like pebbles. I don't know, fruity pebbles. Don't, don't just give her the dry food. She goes, mix it in with that mushy meat. What? You, anybody ever want to talk about? Yeah. Disgusting. It's horrible. And um, feed the dog every day. You mix the two. You give the dog something to eat. When a dog is done eating, I'm, it sounds like I'm a little kid and you're giving me instructions. When a dog is done eating, clean the bowl out really well. Because what happens is this dog food uh, tends to dry out and it sticks to the plate. Pray for me. <laughs> After about the second day, I grab the plate. I begin to kind of like throw away some of the little leftover food that she, the dog didn't eat. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, she didn't eat everything. So I cleaned it out a little bit, and I'm a little bit disgusted, repulsed. I want to throw up. Um, so in my mind, I'm just like, there's like little bits of food stuck to the plate. And I'm just like, it's a dog. Who cares? Like, I, I can just serve the dog on top of that. Right? Right? It's disgusting. Thank you. Lewis and Phil agree. And so I was really tempted just to serve the dog. And I was like, you know what? Uh, this is nasty. Mm, I'm not going to put my hand in there. Clean out this disgusting dog food. Um, I cleaned out most of it. I'll just serve it like that. It doesn't matter. It's a dog, right? It's an animal. Okay. <laughs> As I stared at the bowl a little bit more, I said, man, I... I got to do a little bit better, better job. And uh, I decided to clean out the entire bowl, and it was the cleanest bowl I've ever seen in my life. It took some time. It took some work. <laughs> we got some dog lovers over here. Dogs are nasty. Anyways, but 
they just don't care for cleanliness. Like, we're just doing it because we care about them. But anyways, I just said, you know what? I'm going to go over and above and keep the bowl clean. I don't know if this ever happened to you. Have you ever felt like, ah, I'm just going to do something halfway done? Anybody know anybody like that? You ever know somebody that says, I'm only going to do something halfway done? If you're not raising your hand, maybe you're that person and you do something <laughs> halfway done. But I, I was tempted to just leave a little bit of the food at the bottom because I'm like, it's a dog. It's going to eat the food regardless. But you know what? I started figuring out, you know what? We got to be people of excellence in everything that we do. If in one area we're not excellent, eventually it's going to affect every single area of our lives. We have to be excellent even when it comes to dog food. You know what I've realized, church? We have to serve God in every area of our life with complete excellence. Because God is an excellent God with excellent people. And he likes when people serve him with excellence, live with excellence, honor him with excellence. I believe this is what God has called us to do. We live in a society where people like to do stuff mediocre. People like to do stuff halfway done. Maybe some of you, you got kids, you've asked your kids to throw out the garbage. And they're dragging the garbage down the driveway. And the garbage bag is open and it's spilling garbage all over the driveway. Why? Because we live in a society where normal is okay, mediocre is okay. But I believe that we serve a God of excellence who saved us with excellence. Jesus is excellence. Let's live and honor him in excellence. We live in a society where we do excellent if people are watching us. Hey, people, if there's some eyes on us, then we'll do excellent. But if nobody's watching, then I'll just leave stuff halfway done. I'll do the, I'll do the just to get by type of deal. I don't think that is, I don't think that is excellence. Excellence is not a public display. Excellence is a private discipline. Let's be people of private discipline. Let's be people of excellence. I believe God has called us to be excellent. I believe God has called us to be people that go over and above in everything that we do. Jesus said to do this. Jesus said, hey, I want you to go over and above. In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, look at what Jesus says here. Matthew chapter 5, he said, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them what? Jesus said, come on, say that's right. If anybody forces you to go one mile, go with them Two miles. Jesus is saying this. Why is he saying this? Because back in these times, the Roman soldiers, they had book bags, and they would force people to carry their book bags. It was a law. They can give their book bags to somebody. Their bag, it usually averaged about 60 pounds, they say, and they forced you to carry their bags for one mile. It was a law. And if you didn't do it, you could actually be punished for this. Jesus says, you know what? If somebody asks you to go one mile, don't just go one mile. Go over and above. Go two miles. Be excellent in everything that you're asked about. I believe the people of God, if something's asked of us, we're not just going to do it halfway. We're actually going to go over and above in everything that is asked of us. In our job, in our job, if you're asked to show up at 8 o'clock in the morning, let's not be the people of God that show up at 8.15, 8.20, going into the kitchen. I know it's kind of quiet right now. Going into the kitchen, <laughs> going to the cafeteria at work and serve ourselves some coffee. You walk around the office like, hey, God bless you. God bless. Everybody else is working like the Christian is showing up at 8.30. Hello. You're invited to Easter. God bless you. You're working a lot. Take a break. <laughs> Let's be the people that go over and above and say, you know what? At 745, I'm going to be sitting in my desk ready to go, ready to work, going over and above because I serve an excellent God and I got to honor him in everything that I do. With my life, I'm going to make sure people are seeing that I honor God in everything that I do. Because the way we live is going to show and be a witness of who God is. 
How do we live our lives? Are we always showing up late to work? Are we always wasting time, company time, company money? How is it that we live our life? I want us to be a church that when people see people of Calvary, they're like, whoa, they're God-honoring. They're excellent. They go over and above in everything that they do. Let us be an example. That the boss says, you should be like them. Train with them. They're amazing in everything they do. They're excellent in everything they do. I give them something. They're not sloppy. They're not messy. They show up early. They leave late. They go over and above in everything that they do. A lot of us say, oh, but I honor God. I honor God when I show up to church. Every Sunday I show up to church. I actually took a bunch of flowers with me. I want to honor God and invite people to Easter. I want to honor God with my life. Yeah, we honor God by showing up to church and by worshiping him. But you also honor God by how you treat your wife. You also honor God by how you treat your husband. You also honor God by how you treat your kids. You honor God by how you are a worker, an employee. You honor God by how you are a boss. You honor God in every area of your life because a lot of people won't read the Bible, but they will read your life. How are we living our lives? Let's be witnesses to what God has done in our life. Alex, but everybody's doing it. Come on, everybody. Nobody shows up to work at 745, Alex. Come on. Are you saying everybody's rolling in at 815, 820? You're asking me to show up early? Yeah, that's right, because we're not like everybody else. We're from a different kingdom. We serve the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Come on, we're from a different cloth. Anybody believe that God is an excellent God, and we got to honor him in the way that we live? Let's be people with an excellent spirit. This is a core value. We believe this. We're talking about values for the past four weeks. And the first value a few weeks ago was Jesus. Come on. Anybody love Jesus? We said that everything we do, we do it because of Jesus. Why are we dropping 10,000 eggs? Because we want people to see Jesus. Why are we investing a whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? We want people to meet and see Jesus Christ. He is the greatest value of our life. Jesus, he's the center. Number two, we said that people were the cause of our church. That was our second value as a church, as a community. Everything that we do, we do it to reach people. We will do whatever we can. We, we actually printed 20,000 flyers. It's not a waste of money. It's actually an investment in the kingdom of God because we believe every flyer has an impact in the life. Somebody's going to grab it. Somebody's going to pick it up and say, you know what? I should go to church. I know I need to get my life right with God. It's an investment into an eternal soul. People. Number three, generosity. We talked about generosity last week. And we talked about honoring God with our lives and in everything that we do going over and above with our gift, with our finances, with our time. Whatever that we got to do, we're going to be generous. Today is excellence. What is excellence? Maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, okay, Alex, what is excellence? I don't really know what excellence means. Excellence, actually, the root word for excellence comes out from excel. And it means to rise above, to surpass, to have an abundance of. Actually, a scholar says that excel comes from rising above a cell, coming out of a cell. In other words, coming out of darkness, coming out of your cave. A lot of us, we need to come out of our past. We need to rise above whatever's happened yesterday and believe that God wants to do something awesome today. We need to excel in everything that we do. I want to read you a definition that I found. There's one scholar, what he says about excellence, and I love the way he put it here. He says this about excellence. He says, to pursue excellence, it carries the idea of a single-minded commitment to achieving quality, never settling for second best, always throwing your whole self into a task, your energy, your concentration, your time. Every day we are going to surpass, go over, because we serve a God of excellence. Excellence, biblical excellence is to surpass every single day what you did the day before. It is not having the best, but it's doing the best with what God has given you. Let's be people of excellence. I wonder if today we can look at our lives and say, man, have I been serving God with an excellent spirit? Have I been serving my wife with an excellent spirit? 
Have I been living my life with an excellent attitude? I believe God wants Calvary to be people of excellence. I believe we should go over and above in every single thing that we do. That when people look at our lives, that when people look at our homes, that when people look at our families, that when people look at our marriage, they say, whoa, there's something different about them. They're cut from a different cloth. They walk different. They talk different. They act different. There's something different. They are excellent. They go over and above in everything that they do. In the book of Colossians, what we just read, Colossians chapter 3, the one who wrote this book is Apostle Paul, and he's writing to a small church that had just started in Colossae. And actually, a lot of false teachers had already started visiting them. And the false teachers started telling them, hey, Jesus, he's not actually everything that you think he is. And they started mixing different religions and different beliefs into the church. And Paul is writing, and he said, hey, don't forget who Jesus is. He's saying Jesus is the absolute best of the best. In fact, the book of Colossians is the most Christ-centric book Paul wrote. And he's talking about Jesus Christ being supreme over everything. And he's exalting Jesus. And what he's saying in the book of Colossians, he's saying if Jesus is so amazing, it should cause an effect in your life. If you believe in this Jesus, and if you follow this Jesus, then it should have caused some kind of change in the way you live. In other words, we can't say that we're believers in Jesus and continue to talk the same way we used to talk. We can't say we're believers of Jesus and continue to live the way we used to live. We can't say we're believers in Jesus and continue with the bad attitude that we used to have. Wait a minute. The king of kings, the supreme one, the one that is the center of the universe has entered my soul, spirit, and mind. Something has to change. I am now a new creation. He's saying put on a new self. Something different is about you. There has to be something different. He goes, I want you to put on the new self. How you are now alive in Christ, put on the new self. And look what he says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. He says this. He says, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to, through him to God the Father. In other words, everything you do, you are now a representative of Jesus. Whoa. Everything I do, I'm representing Jesus Christ. In other words, when I have a conversation with somebody at work, I'm representing Jesus. When I'm uh, uh, talking with my wife, I'm representing Jesus. When we're having a family meeting, I'm representing Jesus. When we got to take care of something in the home, I'm representing Jesus. The way I listen to my boss, I'm representing Jesus. Are we representing Jesus in everything that we do? Are we representing him well? There used to be a song I used to listen to when I was young that said, if you love him, then you've got to represent him well. Whoa. Are we representing Jesus well in every area of our life? You know, a lot of people, they've, they've decided to stop going to certain restaurants, not because the restaurant was bad, but because the people that represented the restaurant were bad. You ever had a bad waiter, somebody with an attitude, and they're like, what do you want to order? Hurry up. Hurry up. I don't got no time to wait. And you're like, I'm, I'm trying to pick my food. <laughs> Hurry up. I, I've got no time. You ever had a waiter with an attitude? It's like, man, let me pray for you. I'm going to invite you to Easter. God bless you. God loves you. <laughs> A lot of us say, man, I'm not going back there again because this waiter, it wasn't that the restaurant was bad, it's that they had a bad representation. A lot of people don't want to follow Jesus, not because they know anything about Jesus, but because a lot of people that represent Jesus have represented him bad. Let's be people that represent him well in every area of our life, in our speech, in our conduct, in our mind, in our attitude. Let's represent Jesus well. Here you go, go to Easter. God bless you. Get out of my face. Whoa. I don't want to go to your church. How do we represent Jesus? I mean, are we the type of people that we just pull up at a drive-thru and if somebody's trying to take our order and they don't listen well, it's like, do you hear me? I said I wanted number two with fries. God bless you. <laughs> Sorry, sir, I couldn't hear you. Come to the window. <laughs> Let's represent Jesus well in everything that we do. He says you're a representative of a different kingdom. Well, 
Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. This is what he says. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as you are working for the Lord, not for human masters. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, not human masters. In other words, don't do it to please people. We're not people pleasers. We're God worshipers. We worship God in everything that we do. He goes, you represent him and you're doing everything for him. Oh, my boss may be asking something, but actually I'm not serving my boss. I'm actually serving Jesus in my job. Oh, I know. I know my wife asked me to feed Nikki, but I actually I'm doing this for Jesus. I'm going to make sure that bowl is clean. And everything you do, I'm trying to bring glory to God. Let's be people who have excellence in every single sphere of our life. Let's be people of excellence. Excellence is going to be our culture here in this house. That people see Calvary and they say, whoa, everything that they do is excellent. In their attitude, they're excellent. People of Calvary, they're distinguished. You see them in the street, they're the nicest people, the biggest smiles, the biggest hugs. They're just warm. They're friendly. They represent Jesus well because excellence, it is our culture. It's ingrained in us. We're people who represent him well. Come on. Can anybody give glory to God? I think too many times we've, we've separated too much spirituality with uh, the way that we should live. In other words, teach me tongues, but the tongues ain't affecting your attitude the way you treat your wife at home. And so we come to church and we're really emotional and we jump up and down and God bless and I'm really loud. But when you go home, you're nasty with your wife, with your kids. You're nasty with your boss. I believe that that's not the way God wants to live. He wants to, to represent him well, have excellence in every area. What good is if you speak in tongues in church, but then curse your neighbor? Let's be people of excellence in everything that we do. Let's not get over-spiritualized and say, talk to me about faith. No, let's fix our behavior. If Jesus is really in us, it should change the way we walk. Can I get an amen? amen. Let's be people of excellence. Let's be a church of excellence. And maybe you're saying, okay, I'm out. I'm not excellent. I fail. Can I tell you, we all fail. Every single one of us fail. I was about to leave that boat so dirty and feed the dog again. We fail in every area of our life. But I want to give you three quick things that I think can help you as we talk about excellence and as we wrap this up. I want you to write this down. Number one, excellence is not a destination. It is a journey. Excellence is not a destination. It is a journey. In other words, excellence is not perfection. Excellence is not perfection. Perfection has the connotation of arriving. It has this sense of you arriving at one place. And I think if you arrive at a certain place, then what is next after that? That's not excellence. We're not striving for perfection. We're striving to be excellent. It is actually a journey. Excellence actually goes with the term growth, to come out, to excel, to surpass. In other words, every single day we are getting better. Let your, let, let your tomorrow be better than your yesterday. It is a journey. None of us are there yet. We're striving to be excellent every day we do. I'm striving to be better as a better husband every single day. I'm striving to be a better son of God. I'm striving to be a better son to my mom and dad. I'm striving to be better in every single area. It's not a destination. It's not somewhere we arrive in. It's something that we do every day of our lives. We are growing. Excellence has a, has a word to it that is growth. 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1. He says, finally, dear brothers. This is Paul writing again. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God. He goes, I want you to live in a way that pleases God, as we have taught you. Now, you live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. I know you already live this way, he says. I know you're already striving to please God in every area, every area of your life, but I want you to continue to grow, in other words, he says. I want you to continue to grow in your faith. 
I want you to continue to grow in the way that you have the fruits of the Spirit. And I want you to grow in gentleness. I want you to grow in kindness. I want you to grow in love. I want you to excel in every single area. Another part of Scripture, he says, I want you to excel even more. Are we excelling in the way we live? Or did Jesus come into our life and we remain the same person with the same bad attitude, with the same filthy mouth, and we're not excelling, we're not growing? Excellence, it is not a destination, it's actually a journey. And if we're all in this together, we can help out one another. Today's Connect Group sign-up day, and we're going to keep pushing this because it's beneficial to our lives. My prayer is that every single person will be involved in a Connect Group, that you get out of here today, you pass by that tent. Why is it important? Because if you're on a journey, guess what? When you get lost on a journey, you got people to help you get back on track. When you're trying to excel as a believer, when you're trying to, you know, say, well, you know what? I got to try to keep my eyes focused on Jesus. If you lose your focus, you got people around you who say, come on, put your eyes back on Jesus. We're on this journey together. We're excelling. We're growing. We're coming out together to pursue Jesus Christ. Get in a connect group. It's going to help you out. Alex, I want to be a, a person with a spirit of excellence. I, I want to serve my wife well. I want to serve my husband well. I want to serve my family well. I want to be a person that represents him well. Get some people around you to help you grow in this journey. None of us are there. Nobody's there. I heard that the way usually your car is and your desk is, it actually represents a picture of your soul. Whoa. Is it messy? Is it cluttered? I'm guilty as charged. It's like, whoa. Somebody told me after service, well, my soul's full of fries then. (laughs) Got fries all over your car. Somebody, my wife said water bottles in our car. Grow, excel, to get better every day. Not perfection, not a final destination, not arriving, but we're in this together. We're growing every single day. Make sure my life is in order. I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm doing better in every single step. Because number two, excellence is not a performance, it's an act of worship. Excellence is not a performance. It's not saying, hey, look at me, I got it all together. Hey, I'm going to act like I got it all together. I'm going to act like everybody look at me. I'm, I'm in the, Actually, excellence is worshiping God. Well, what do you mean, Alex? Well, that's what the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Look what Paul says. He goes, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for what? Do it all for the glory of God. In whatever you do, whether you're eating, whether you're drinking, whether you're sleeping, whether you're walking, whether you're talking, whether you're working, do it all for the glory of God. Excellence is worship. In other words, in everything that I do, I'm going to worship God. In other words, take care of what God has already given you. That's excellence. Some of us are praying for a bigger house, a nicer house, or a nicer car. But the one he's already given us, we're not even taking care of it. The last time we washed our car was two years ago. (laughs) Take care of what God has given you. That's the spirit of excellence. Saying, you know what, God, I appreciate the car you gave me. I know, I know the radiator is leaking. I know I got to carry three gallons with me in the car when it overheats. But I bless this car. It's the car you gave me. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to wash it every single day. I have a spirit of excellence. None of us are there yet. I'm not saying I'm there yet. I got to wash my car. <laughs> what I'm saying is people of excellence is not the people that have the best things. It's the people that do the best with what they have. Let's do the best with what God has given us. Come on, let's take care of our homes. 
And when people are driving down the street, it's not a, you know, rusty, nasty house, not painted, and it looks all messy. People walk in, and they're tiptoeing. We look like hoarders, and it's like, what's going on? No way. People of excellence like, let me clean this house because I'm worshiping God as I clean. My house is a picture of what God is doing in this place. It's a, a picture of his presence. It's a picture of his peace. I'm going to represent God in my speech. I'm going to represent God in my walk. I'm going to represent God in my attitude. I'm going to take care of myself. Go to the barbershop. Get a haircut. Buy a new cologne. You got the same cologne from 1978. Come on. Spray something new on it. Say, I'm a representative, an ambassador of the kingdom of God. I'm going to live with excellence in my life. Some of you used to have them bought clothes in 20 years. Buy some new clothes. I'm not saying to have the best, but take care of what God has given you. Take care. The Bible says you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Let's take care of our bodies. Let's take care of our soul. Let's take care of our mind. Let's have a spirit of excellence because it's an act of worship. We're worshiping God in everything that we do. Take care of your car. Take care of your wife. Take care of your family. Take care of your husband. Take care of your kids. That's why around here, we're trying to take care of this house. This is not our house. This is his house. We're going to honor God with excellency in this house. There's times where I'm walking around. If I see a piece of paper, I'll get down and I'll pick it up. You know why? Because nobody's big enough to get down on your knees and pick something out. This is God's house. We're going to keep it clean. We're going to keep it honoring God. That when people walk in, they're like, whoa, this represents something different. It is so clean. It is so nice. We're always painting. We're always making sure it's touched up. That's right, because it represents his kingdom. You go to Disney World, there's never a piece of gum on the floor. The minute you throw the gum, somebody's there catching it. It's crazy. How do they do that? How much more? If they do that for a mouse, how much more for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords? Come on, we're going to take care of this house. We're going to honor God. He's given us this house. Let's treasure it. Let's honor it. God, we're going to worship you in everything that we do with a spirit of excellence. You see a piece of cracker on the floor from communion? I'll pick up that cracker. I'll do communion at home. I don't know, whatever. But let's always take care of what God has given us. This is an act of worship. Are we worshiping God in the way we live? We're always going to be people that set the bar. Come on, let's be people of God that set the bar. That when they look at the church, they're like, whoa, they're setting the bar in their cleanliness. They're setting the bar in their attitude. They're setting the bar creatively. I believe that the church is going to have the best creative people on the planet. Our videos should be the absolute best. Our, our sanctuary should be the absolute best. Our attitude should be the absolute best. The way we talk should be the absolute. Man, every time I get around Calvary people, they're always speaking positive. They're always speaking healing. They're always speaking salvation. They're always speaking life. That's right, because God is a God of life. God is an honor. Come on, we're going to honor God in everything that we do. People of Calvary are getting promoted left and right. Why? Because we're people of excellence. Not perfection, excellence. We want to strive to do better. Today I messed up, I'm going to get right back up the next day. I'm going to do better. It's an act of worship. We're going to worship God in everything that we do. Number three, last and finally, excellency is not what we do. It's actually who we are. It's who we are. We're not just doing this just to do it. It's actually who we are. It's who God made us. We're putting on the new self, Paul says. Put on this new self. There's love. There's forgiveness. There's grace. There's gentleness. There's kindness. We're going to carry ourselves this way because this is now our new identity in Christ. It's an identity of excellence. I think the church should be so excellent that the ripple effects are felt throughout our city. Say, whoa, it's who they are. It's not an act. It's not a performance. It's actually who they are. Let's lead the way. It's not that I'm striving to be a better husband and i got to work hard at it. It's actually, you know what? In this new self that I am in Christ, I am a better husband. I speak different. I talk different. 
get around coworkers. It's not that I'm better than anybody. It's not that I, I just can't participate in that anymore because I'm a new, I got a new self on. I can't listen to the same things that I used to listen to. I can't participate in the same things that I used to. I love you guys. I invite you to Easter. I invite you to some coffee. Let's hang out. But I actually got a new self, a new identity. It's a spirit of excellence in me. When we live this way, God is going to open up doors of influence that we can never imagine. When we carry ourselves this way. And to finish up, we see the example in, in the life of Daniel in the Old Testament. The Bible says that Daniel had a spirit of excellence about him. He went to a new place, new country, new city. And yet he decided not to get defiled with the world around him. So you know what? I'm not going to eat the king's food. I appreciate the food. I appreciate all that. But I serve a different kingdom. The Bible actually says 10 days later, he was stronger and healthier than those who ate the king's food. Oh, we're all going to worship this false God. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to worship my one true living God. He had a spirit of excellence about him. And people started noticing there was something different about him. And from that point on, Anytime the, the king needed anything, he would call on Daniel. So you know what? I got a dream to interpret. I had the dream last night. I don't understand what it is. Can you call Daniel? There's something different about him. Hey, I have this situation in the kingdom. I got some people that I need to help me manage this situation. You know who's excellent? Daniel. There's a spirit. There's something different about it. Call Daniel. Look what the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3. He says, then this Daniel became distinguished above all other high officials and satraps. Because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. How good is that? Don't let small things in your life stop from God doing something big in your life. The Bible says it's the small little foxes that ruin the vineyard. Maybe there's certain areas in our life. I could have kept that bowl dirty. The dog would have ate all the food. It don't matter. But it's the small things in our life that we allow in that mess up the big plans that God wants for our life. Let's be excellent in everything that we do. And I believe God's going to open doors so that we can be an influence and a help to this city, to this society. We're always going to be excellent in our speech, in our attitude, in our family, in our life. Come on. Excellence is going to be the culture of our house. Come on. Get home and say, baby, you know what? Get my credit card. Go to the mall. Buy yourself a new outfit, girl. You look good today. Come on. We're going to live in excellency. Go home and say, we're going to clean this house. We're going to paint it. We don't got a lot of money, but we're going to serve God with excellency. Come on. Let's serve God and honor him in everything that we do. And they say there's something different about those people. It's not about having possessions. It's about having passion. You will go to some villages in Africa where they don't have anything, yet there's such cleanliness they don't have all the possessions of the world. They don't have anything. But they honor God with all their lives. And you walk in there and they're respectful with their attitude and their spirit and their culture. Let's be people with a spirit of excellence. Amen. Come on with eyes closed and head bow. We're over time. If you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I'm far from God. I don't know God. It's my first time here, second time here. Maybe you've been coming for a while and you say, man, I hear about this God that's excellent. Can I tell you, he's not just a God who's excellent. He's a God who always does excellent. The Bible says that when he saw humanity in the condition that we were in, in our sin, he sent the best excellent work in his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. Every single person, not one of us is perfect. We've all offended God, failed God. We've all done things that we're ashamed of, that we know we're wrong. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. And the wages of sin are actually death. But God loved us so much and he was so generous, so loving, so awesome. He sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed all of your sin, my sin, all of our shame, all of our guilt, and he 
put it on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and he died for our sins. The Bible says the price that you and I can never pay for sin, he paid it. Jesus gave his life on that cross. He went down to a grave for three days. And after three days, sin and death could not hold him down. Jesus is alive today. He's offering you a brand new beginning. He's offering you forgiveness of sins. He's offering you a relationship with the God who created you, with the God who loves you. Come on, the whole church, with your eyes closed, with your head bowed, for privacy and concentration. If you're here in the overflow, listening on the radio or online, in this auditorium, I'm going to count to three in a moment. And if you say, Alex, I need Jesus in my life. I want a relationship with this God who loves me. I want to start brand new today. This is your day. At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to put a mic in your face. I'm just going to acknowledge you, and then you can put it right back down. And then we're all going to say a prayer together as a family. If that's you at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. You're saying, I need forgiveness of sins. Maybe you're saying, Alex, I'm not ready yet. You don't have to be ready. He's waiting for you just as you are. Today's the day of salvation, the Bible says. Tomorrow, it is promised for no man. While the whole church is praying, if that's you, raise your hand at the count of three. One, two, three. Raise your hand across this auditorium. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I see you to my left. God bless you. 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 I see you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. Anybody else who raise your hand? God bless you back there as well. Anybody else, you raise your hand in the overflow, watching online or on the radio. You raise your hand as high as you can. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for all these hands that went up. Thank you, God, for what you're about to do in each and every single life. All of you who raise your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. All we're doing is putting our faith and our trust in Jesus. I want you to say this out loud. I'm making this first prayer simple, but you can talk to God any place, anywhere. We're all going to say it together as a family. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Come on, say, Jesus, thank you for this opportunity. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. From today on, you are my Lord, my Savior. I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, church. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.